0: You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary, Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys as usual. We want to hear your thoughts the entire show, 402-464-5685. The Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line, both those open for you guys, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Okay, so this comes from the Queen City News. And also, Charlotte Sports Live. Okay. Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper has had conversations with Jim Harbaugh about the team's head coaching vacancy, sources confirm. Now, Rico, let's let's have this, this conversation, okay. I suppose, a little bit. Yeah. And see, we, we can probably get people's thoughts on him as well. That, a couple things... If Jim Harbaugh decides to depart from Michigan, how hard does Michigan get hit with the transfer bug? Number two, who does Michigan go after? Who, who is number hearing, one?
1: So I keep hearing, and I've listened to Early Break the past couple of days because I'm up that early, and and you know I'm going to listen to them. So they've been, ta- I keep hearing them throw Chris Peterson and Bob Stoops. Yep. Bob Soups is is not going to Michigan. has has been retired. Bob Soups is not going anywhere that is outside of Oklahoma. He's not. I don't. I, the only time he coaches is the XFL, and sure. that's just a little side gig for him, just to stay you know fresh and and you know in mm-hmm. in, in football shape with his mind. Uh, Chris Peterson, I don't know. He retired from football for medical reasons. We've seen coaches come yeah. back from from retirement for medical reasons before, um, but I think more realistic would be. You know, snag somebody out of the Big Ten. Well, just so, take somebody away from somebody else. So with it's that. not like Michigan's not. It's not like Michigan's going to have a problem with that. No. I mean, hell, Jim Leonard. Maybe if they wanted to. Granted, he's a first time head coach. That'd be hard. First-time to First time head that. coach at Michigan. Yeah. Um, what uh, What Brett Bielman did at Illinois is impressive, but he mm-hmm. just got an extension there. Plus, he has an Iowa tattoo. Um, That's right. PJ Fleck. I don't. Like, don't know how how the shtick would do at
0: Michigan because there's no way he's toning it down. Nope. Well, so here's what's interesting with like PJ Fleck. Yes, he's had. I think I, I think I, I read somewhere that Michigan has had, or excuse me, Minnesota has had six nine plus win seasons in mm-hmm. their program history, and PJ Fleck has three of them. And so for what? So I guess what PJ Fleck has done at Minnesota is great for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now you wonder how much more, how many more wins do the the facilities do the traditional do the brand of Michigan football get PJ Fleck. We know he he's coached Western Michigan so he's mm-hmm. been in the state. Now it's Minnesota, now it's potentially Michigan I suppose if you truly want to put PJ Fleck's name out there. But 9 wins isn't enough for Michigan. No. But I mean, Especially if you go to Michigan coming Minnesota, of, you've got you're
1: getting you're getting better recruits. You've got better facilities, you've got more I don't – no, I mean, you've gotten more uh, support from the fan base and the athletic department at of mm-hmm. Michigan than you do at Minnesota. I'm not saying Minnesota doesn't support their football program and their fans don't support their football program, but at of Michigan, it's, you know, another level. It's like a Nebraska. It's another yep. level of support and, and, you know, love for the program. Um, another guy who I guess nobody is talking about anymore, although they should, especially after the offense performance that they put on uh, in the bowl game against Kansas State, Bill O'Brien.
0: He's been in the Big Ten before. He coached at Penn State. It's so weird, though, Rico, because Bill O'Brien's name continues to get floated. And then nothing. Nothing happens. Yes. And and now you're starting to hear Bill O'Brien, at at the end of the NFL season, will make his way back to New England with the Patriots. It does seem like that's where where it's going to go. go. More of, hey, Nick Saban doesn't want you here. Go find somewhere else, but we're not going to fire you. Yeah,
1: and the Patriots need an offensive coordinator
0: yeah cuz Matt Patricia is a defense
1: coordinator calling offensive plays which yeah. is weird but whatever so
0: so once again it's like that's i, I feel like that's Nick Saban's way of like hey you got to go but that's you know a coach going to the Nick Saban
1: rehabilitation school for coaches who don't coach good coming out mm-hmm. and you know doing something with himself I, I think Michigan should take a look at it i guess even though his name has been floated out for seemingly every available job in college football and and they've all seemingly gone to someone else uh but there's you know tons of other assistants out there that might be you know in line for that Michigan job but also look it's Michigan if they wanted a head coach from a from a you know another university I don't see how they would have a problem prying that person away. Well, so especially is, is with that... how, where they are now, like a Nebraska prying somebody away from from another co- collegiate job, where mm-hmm. they are now with their you know lack of wins in the previous multiple seasons, that's hard. Michigan, you made the College Football Playoff two years in a row. You've won the Big Big Ten yep. two years There's in a an row.
0: Expectation to live up there though. That, but that's look, you're going into a perfect situation to win right away. I don't know if you're going into a perfect situation. Because nowadays with college football, I don't know if there is such a thing as the perfect situation. Because when guys leave, mm-hmm. then that situation is not as perfect. I mean, because, I get because it. everything's on the table if Jim Harbaugh and his assistants leave, mm-hmm. or or Jim Harbaugh offense coordinator, quarterback, anything's on the table nowadays.
1: But you got to think? Because so, you also
0: have that transfer window for when you lose a coach mm-hmm. that they can they can depart with no no penalty. I think one other name to watch, and I think I saw this on the text line somewhere, their offensive line coach, Sharon Moore, he, he, played, at, he played at Oklahoma, and he is, uh, I want to say, the co-offensive coordinator with the offensive line coach. However, he's been there since 2018, so if they went internally, I suppose you could go with him to maybe steady the ship a little bit, mm-hmm. but once again, is that a splash enough hire for Michigan? Jim Leonard wasn't a good enough hire for Wisconsin is Sharon Moore who got there in 2018 but do you want now s- he's the offensive line coach so and they've had a good offensive uh-huh. line last couple years is that a splash enough or the right fit for Michigan but do who, who is coming off of two who is coming off of two straight? Playoff appearances.
1: Do you want to go with the splash or you just want to go with stability? Do you want to go with somebody who's been there and helped get you to this point and can continue to get you to this point? And maybe you, you know, if you're the athletic director, ask for him to go out and get top tier assistance as well. You know, you keep the ones that you have around you, Mm -hmm. but you're going to have to hire at least one more for whatever position go get a top-tier assistant, and then you just work on keeping that recruiting pipeline going and just trying to take that next step. You know, you're, you're beating Ohio State. You're making the college football playoff. Now you need to make the national championship game. You just got to – it's that one more step that you need to take. You have it right now where you're, you're one step away. Do you want to go out there and get somebody to mess with everything that you've worked with or do you want to keep that stability and keep that in place where you've got things going in the right direction and maybe this mm-hmm. one change, although it is losing somebody, could be that the the catalyst for Michigan to take that final step to a national and, championship game? And
0: maybe so. I, I also think, I mean, revisiting the question that you asked a moment ago, do you want stability or do you want splash? I, I think that's the – and not that that's necessarily changed over just the last couple years – but I think that's become a bigger question in the last year because do you want stability so that guys don't leave? Or do you want splash so maybe you can get a new batch of guys with support, if that makes sense? I mean, think about it this way. Colorado and Dion is the perfect example. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. You go out and get... Colorado very well could have gotten Ryan Walters from Illinois, the defensive coordinator from Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been a really, really good fit for, for real, Ryan Walters.
1: That'd have been a real stable hire,
0: exactly. And one that you're going—it's going to take time. You're investing in right, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not—not not, not to say Colorado's not investing in Deion Sanders. I'm not trying to criticize the hire even. But then Purdue—I think it's a good hire. Purdue, Purdue goes out and gets Ryan Walters from Illinois instead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, with Colorado, for example, they go out and get potentially the biggest splash hire of all splash of, hires. of all splash the hires, splashiest of hires. Maybe not. Ex- Maybe not coaching power five experience wise, but in terms of name brand, recognition. image recognition knowledge. Splashy of plastic. In terms of
1: coaching, nil. Yeah, it's the splashiest.
0: And so immediately, I mean, think about it, what we what we what we heard coming out of Colorado right after Dion got got there. So many people are are interested. Eyeballs are on them where everybody's talking about them. And and the fan support, the the donor support, the booster, Mm -hmm. they are all coming and rushing to the gates to flood it with money so we can get Colorado. And if you look now, all of these five-star athletes who are five-star and high
1: four-stars who are putting out their top sevens, top tens, top fives, Colorado's there. It's uh, it's always the odd one out because you've got Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Miami, Colorado. And I'm like, that's weird, but... It's Dion. It's the Dion effect. Mm-hmm. They're all they're they are all considering Colorado, but it's all going to depend on
0: what Dion does in this first year. So I guess with this speaking about you know recruiting, this can this is a perfect segue here. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. By the way, Nebraska fans, you guys should kind of be on the lookout this afternoon at four p.m. Central Time. It's the under all Under Armour All America game. And it's not the one that's usually played in in Texas or anything like that. This was the one that Maurice Washington was in a couple years ago that everybody was kind of watching. He was the MVP, I want to say, of that Under Armour All America game. And because we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, there's too many high school bowls where it's, it's like Under Armour All America game Saturday the seventh is the Under Armour All American Bowl. There was the so, Army
1: All American Bowl. No,
0: it's the Army U.S. Army Bowl. It oh was yeah, was the one that Scott Frost U.S. Coached Army
1: in. Bowl. It's there's too so much. there's a lot. But today, are those even all
0: Americans, I don't know. But today, nonetheless, there's a game at 4 p.m. Central Time. It's going to be broadcasted on the ESPN networks. And speaking real quickly about Dion, he's in the running. He and Colorado are in the running for the number one cornerback in the country, Cormani McLean. He's currently committed to Miami, but he is now floating between Miami, Florida, and Colorado. So Pairs there's going to be vastly different. Schools. There's going to be a decision made today from Cormani McLean. I believe it's today during the Under Armour All America game. Mm-hmm. Now today, more importantly, drawing it back to home to Nebraska, you guys got two people to watch for. Dos two. First one is going to be Ethan Nation, a three-star defensive back from Roswell, Georgia. He's choosing between Auburn, Ohio State, Nebraska, and Houston, and he will make his um, decision
1: in the first quarter.
0: Yes, Nation has... Now, this is comes from Rivals, the Inside Nebraska guys, um, and the National Recruiting Analyst, Adam Gorney. Now, he says this on just kind of the breakdown. Ethan Nation has been prioritized by new Nebraska coach Matt Rule and his staff, and all signs now point to Nation ending up in Lincoln unless a surprise is in store. So, um, there's that one. Then the bigger one a guy that was actually previously committed to Nebraska, a guy that both both Ethan Nation and Cameron Lenhart have signed. They signed back in the early signing period, but kept it quiet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now they want to announce it publicly on ESPN tonight, and that this is Cameron Lenhart. He's going to be announcing in the fourth quarter this afternoon or evening. Now, once again, a previous Husker commit with the, with the Scott Frost staff decommitted after he was uh, fired, and then now has kind of stayed a priority for Nebraska. He after, Maybe it was Mickey Joseph uh, after or Schneider was Schneider fired. Schneider was fired, yeah. thank you. And then he is now a four star defensive end, six foot three, two hundred and forty five pound guy from IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida.
1: He like I, I, I say all the time that the, the trenches, it takes about a year. A uh, year or two to get ready to to play at the the Big Ten at the Power Five level. He looks ready. Yeah, he he looks like he could come out as a freshman. He's and big. Just do some work.
0: He's he's a big dude. So the four here here's just the overview before we get to break really quickly. The four star defensive end from IMG Academy committed to Nebraska in late August. But when former coach Scott Frost was fired, Lenhart reopened his recruitment over the last few months. Rutgers, Penn State, Georgia Tech, Nebraska, and Maryland. Became the five front runners for Cameron Lenhart, um, who said at the Under Armour Media Day that he's already signed and is waiting to make his announcement at the game. The Huskers have made him a top priority again, and while Maryland and others can make this interesting, Matt Rule and his staff look sh- the strongest to get him back in the Huskers class. And the uh, the pick and the crystal ball, if you will, is going to Nebraska. So, two guys to watch there this afternoon. Cameron Lenhart, Ethan Nation. I will also add this. I was reading an article on 24-7 Sports from Cameron Lenhart about this. Mentioned that he loves how the staff is from his neck of the woods. Cameron Lenhart is from the D.C. area. Uh-huh. And we know the ties that this staff has to the eastern part of the country. But? But so does Marilyn and Mike Loxley. Mike
1: Loxley was born yes, in Washington. Exactly. Er, born in D.C.
0: So there's, there are little things to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, this afternoon, although the season is is done and, and the national championship is the only game left to be played, a little bit of Husker recruiting news, but both those guys have signed already, signed quietly back in the early signing day to whatever period school. to whatever school, and uh, now we'll we'll just go forward and we'll find out if Nebraska adds Cameron Lunhart and or Ethan Nation first quarter to their quarter. to their class later this afternoon. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we bring in Nathan Brennan and Eric Strickland for the crossover coming up next on Happy Hour